please stay standing just for one more second. So, because the man I'm about to bring on stage does not come out to audiences who are not standing. He is past that level, all right? He is the CEO and founder of one of the top 15 franchises in the world as named by Entrepreneur Magazine. He is a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He is also the hidden genius behind the scenes coaching and consulting some of the biggest brands and businesses in the world, many of which you know, many of which you have no idea that it's him who is actually geniusing and masterminding the ideas and the marketing and the sales processes behind the scenes that made those companies explode. His name is Bedros Koulian. Let's give him a big round of applause. Let's bring him out here right now. Morning, Team Capital. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking warriors. You do deserve this. Let me tell you that. So let's talk about what you deserve. In the next 79 minutes, I'm going to share with you the lessons, two big ones that I wish someone would have given me in my early 20s, even in my early 30s. These are lessons that I started to understand, oh, I don't know, probably the last five, six years. And the growth of my empire is a byproduct of it. And so I wanna share these lessons with you because many of you are here to evolve, to become your best self, yes? Fact is, you wouldn't be here if you just wanted to be average. You know, most parents want their kids to play it safe, not take risks, grow up and get a good job. And you've decided to break against that. You've decided to not be a crop duster. See, what humanity does is it takes fucking lions like you and turns them into lambs. It takes, you're born with fighter jet genetics and it turns you into a crop duster. That's what society does. So your parents did that to you, fucking aunts and uncles, the school system, the grown-ups that you looked up to did that to you. And I'll give you a great example and prove to you that you were born as a fighter jet, became a crop duster, and are here to become a fucking fighter jet again. Think about this. A baby's born. Who's got kids? Raise your hand. All right. Good. The rest of you are just fucking with the condom on. <laughs> Think of this. Or you're just not, you're one lucky motherfucker. Right? <laughs> or you're one lucky motherfucker. Or you're shooting blinks. In any case, I can go down that rabbit hole all day long, fellas. Yeah. Think about this. A baby is born. And for the handful of you that have kids, you know this. You take that little baby home, and you put it in its crib, and in the middle of the night, wah, this fucking baby starts raising holy hell, right? You spring out of bed. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You're swinging at the fences thinking there's a home invasion going on. It's that baby. And guess what the baby wants, big guy? 
A tit. <laughs> right? A bottle. Feed me. When a baby wants something, it will raise holy hell and it will screech so loud that it'll get into the depths of your soul and make you spring out of bed to feed it and shut it up. The baby gets what it wants. Exactly. And then that baby decides to go to sleep because it's eight. But then it does what other babies do. It wets itself, it poops itself, and again this baby wah, starts crying. You spring out of bed again. Dukes up, only to realize it's the baby. All right, I'm going to pick it up, take care of it, clean it up, change his diapers, put it back to bed. The baby grows up and starts stumbling around and reaching for things and pulling, pulling things off the table. And immediately mom and dad go, no, don't do that. Bad. The baby gets up and starts stumbling to places. No. Parents sit them down. This happened to each and every single one of us. I'm telling you. This is the process of getting neutered. Do you understand that? This is the process of getting fucking neutered. That's not how I'm raising my kids. Just, just yesterday, I got back from Grand Rapids, Michigan. My son, my 12-year-old son, Andrew, was with me. He was in the back of the room as I was talking to an audience just like this. He was in the back of the room learning to become an entrepreneur, learning to take risks, learning to communicate clearly, to be decisive. Because I refuse to neuter my kids, my son or my daughter. And I travel with them at events like this anytime I can. But not enough parents did that. My parents didn't do that for me. Your parents probably didn't do that for you. And so through some strange turn of events, you did a Google search or you're on YouTube, maybe on Instagram or Facebook, and you see this handsome fucking devil, Jason Capital. And you go, you know what? He's making a lot of sense here. He's making a lot of sense. I, I think... I think I deserve more. I think I'm capable of more. I think I have been neutered. And that's exactly what happens. Our parents have told us, and they told us that to keep us safe. But you know what I wish my parents would have done? Let me stick the fucking thing in the, in the plug and let me get shocked and learn. Because curiosity, write this down, curiosity is one of the biggest factors of self-development. If you are not a curious person, you will not develop fast enough. You will die before you reach your fullest potential. Imagine that. No worse thing on the planet than dying before you reach your fullest potential. The millions that I make, that I use to impact the world, are nothing compared to the potential that I have for the billions that I will make to impact the world. Do you understand? When we have something like six million people every morning working out using my franchise, we have almost 700 Fit Body Bootcamp locations worldwide. We're bringing on 20 new locations each and every month. We're on pace to have 2,500 locations by the year 2023. That's not fast enough. I'm curious, how can I grow faster? How can I sell more? How can I impact 10 million, 20 million, 100 million people every morning? Because I know inside that's my potential. Till this day, my parents only live 20 miles from here. They live in Anaheim. Great people. We came from a foreign country. English is a second language for me. I was taught that if you could just grow up in America, understand the language, understand the culture, you're good enough. Go get a job, play it safe. And for far too many years, is what I, that's what I, exactly what I did. I even tried college, dropped out in 30 some odd days. It wasn't for me. 
I'm telling those of you right now, if you're in college, unless you plan on being a doctor, an attorney, an architect, an engineer, get the fuck out. <laughs> get out. To this date, I've helped 27 people drop out of college. And I'm going to tell you why, because oftentimes, oftentimes when you're in college, you're learning shit that by the time you get out with your degree and anywhere from 100000 to 200000 in debt, the industry that you were going to operate in no longer fucking exists. That's how quickly technology, social media, the internet, sales, growth, that's how quickly things are changing. We're no longer in the industrial age. The industrial age was made to pull us into college, into the school system, and become perfect little factory workers. Fuck that. You chose not to be that person, right? Now, I, I made that choice fucking late. I'm 43 years old. I'm 43 years old. But another one of my fucking life impacts is to help the younger generation. Now, I see some of you that look my age and maybe older, and that's okay. The fact is you're starting today. But I can tell you this. There's two things you need to do right now to go from crop duster to full-time fighter jet. And those two things are take more risks and make more effort. Write that down. I will take more risks and I will make more effort. And I'll go into great detail. So understand this, that while you're here and you're learning from some of the best in class, the most evolved humans on the planet, they still have room to grow. I still have not reached my fullest potential. I am not yet the man that I will be five and ten years from now. And all I want to do is be that man three to five years from now. Do you understand that? I want to speed up. I want to time collapse because I've tasted what it's like to have freedom, to get my claws and fangs back, and I fucking love it. So when I say take risks, it was a risk for you to buy your ticket and come here. Who joined the mastermind yesterday? Raise your hand. Great, congratulations, welcome to the family. The rest of you, take the fucking risk. I don't know if the mastermind sold out or not, but I can tell you this, I didn't join enough mentorship and mastermind and coaching programs soon enough. See, I'm here to tell you my, my, all my fucking regrets. I'm not here to tell you how badass I am. You can go Google me and you'll see how fucking badass I am. I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> but what I want to share with you are the risks that I failed to take that I want you to take now. I knew I needed mentors. I knew I needed coaching. I knew that success left clues. I'd read all that shit, man. I read books. But I, I was the guy who was too, too closed-minded. There's a scientific term called that. It's called fixed-mindedness, right? Never be fixed-minded. Be growth-minded. Write this down. I will be growth-minded from this day forward. And here's why. My fixed mind told me this. You can figure it out, Pedros. It took me more time more effort, more frustration to figure it out on my own. 
and I should have gotten mentors and coaches at least a decade sooner. And once I knew that I should have gotten one, I used excuses like, maybe next year. I can't quite afford it. You know what I tell people who join my coaching programs now? See, if you're sitting in the audience, and if, the, if it's, I can't quite afford it, then you can afford it. If it's, if I pay this guy, I will not be able to live tomorrow. I won't have food or shelter. Don't join my coaching programs. Other than that, I want you to be in pain. I want you to have that knot in your stomach. Join the program. I should have joined in my early 20s. The first coaching program I joined was when I was 34 years old. The Genius Network with Joe Polish. I should have gotten a mentor sooner. I should have taken the risk. That's what it is, taking risks. You're here, but if you grow, see, you go, hey man, I took a risk, I'm here, I bought the ticket, I came all the way to Southern California, I even joined the mastermind. But at every level and every phase you're at, I guarantee you, I can start digging, 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 and go, bro, there's more risk left. You have more room for risk still. Take more risks. It's never as bad as you think it's gonna be. No matter how bad it gets, if the risk you take ends up working against you or failing or it's never as bad. When I lost money, turns out it's been some of the best fucking lessons of my life. When I made the wrong decisions, turns out I built my entrepreneurial muscles better with the wrong decisions. The wrong decisions are heavier. What happens when you lift heavy weights? You fucking get stronger, don't you? You build muscles. Guess what? Don't think that someone's gonna feed you the right answers all the time. Sometimes you have to make the wrong decisions. Sometimes you have to lose the money. Sometimes you have to lose sleep. Sometimes you have to bleed. I've literally bled. I've gotten off the toilet, looked inside, and there was fucking blood. Those were the best lessons. When I was so broke, living out of my Toyota pickup, trying to figure out how the fuck my first business collapsed on me. Right? But I look back and I learned so many lessons. And I'll share that with you real quick. Because I was so stressed out. But the best lessons, the heaviest lessons that build your entrepreneurial muscles are mistakes. And so you have to, you have a fiduciary fucking duty to yourself to take more risks. And I promise you, because you're in, a, in good hands with Jason Capital, he will make sure that most of the risks you take are in your favor. But he'll also ask you to jump, jump further, more often, and from a higher platform. And sometimes those risks will work against you. But you'll see ultimately, they were the best lessons of building your entrepreneurial muscles. My first business was called TotalMuscle.com. 1997, I started a fucking website. I was gonna sell supplements. I maxed out two of my credit cards, right? Got $55,000 together with two of my credit cards and started selling supplements out of the spare bedroom in my apartment. Made TotalMuscle.com. There was no Google, no Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube. There was no fucking running ads. There was no building email lists. There was AOL and dial-up. And I got up on that motherfucking AOL every goddamn night after I trained clients in the gym. And I would search AOL members. I would look for males who have bodybuilding, weightlifting in their profile. And my email broadcast was one email at a time. I would send, every night I would send 250 emails to men on AOL who have bodybuilding and fitness and powerlifting in their, in their profile. Hey, my name is Bedros. I started this website called TotalMuscle.com. Like you, I'm into weightlifting and building muscle. And like you, I take supplements and I know the stores are more expensive. I have a warehouse, my spare bedroom in my apartment, right? 
I have a warehouse and therefore I don't have any overhead. So it's a lot cheaper for you to buy from me. Here's my link. You know what the lessons were? 250 emails a night are not enough. I should have taken more risks. I should have sacrificed more sleep. I should have sent 2,500 emails a night is what I should have done. That's how Total Muscle would have been successful. Because I was only sending out 250 emails a night, because there was no Google, because there was no fucking marketing, social media marketing machines, my supplements expired faster than I can sell them. And when they expire, you can't sell them. So I had to throw them out and then max out credit cards to buy more. They would expire, I would throw them out and max out credit cards until finally I got to the point where it's like, all right, this is my fucking rent money. This is it, but I need more supplements because these have expired and I am getting one or two sales a, a week. Maybe I'm gonna have the big breakthrough here and I took that fucking rent money and I bought more supplements. And guess what? They expired. <laughs> I ended up in my Toyota pickup homeless for three months in San Diego, California. But the lessons from that, I learned how resilient I am. I saw what it, when I hit rock bottom, shit, this ain't so bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm telling you this right now. The anticipation of the pain is worse than the pain itself, fellas and ladies. I see a couple ladies in the audience. The anticipation of pain, write that down. I see you writing it. The anticipation of pain is worse than the pain itself. Because in our head, we manufacture, people will laugh at me. We manufacture things. People will laugh at me. They'll think little of me. You are more resilient than you realize, yet you're not taking the risks you should be. You know what I should have done? I, should, I had personal training clients. Guys, I had personal training clients. I should have gone to my personal training clients and said, hey, clients, I started this online business. I'm gonna let you and you and you and you and you be investors. I need $30,000 from each of you. Should have brought on more capital. Again, more risk. I didn't have the balls to take the risk and ask my clients who trusted me. They were wealthy. You don't pay someone $800 a month for personal training if you can't afford it. Like These were like wealthy people who get one-on-one -on -one personal training. I had them right in front of me yet I didn't have the balls. I thought of asking them, but I didn't take the risk. Do you see what I'm asking you all to do? Take more fucking risks and make more efforts. If I sent out 2,500 emails a night instead of 250, I would have sold more goddamn supplements. But thank God I failed because I realized I should have taken more risk. I realized I should have put more effort in. I realized how resilient the human psyche is like, you know what? I'm going to make the best of this Toyota pickup. I still had a gym membership. The lady at the juice bar liked me, and so she would, she would cook my food and mix up my protein shake, and I would still train my clients at that gym. And because the gym was kind enough to give me a free gym membership, as long as I trained clients there, I could use their locker room to shower. I was good. I'm good. I'm good. But in my head, before that happened, the pain of failure, the anticipation of it was a lot worse. And so I was playing it safe, playing it safe. Fuck that, I should have taken the risk, gotten investors on board. They would have totally given me the money. I should have stayed awake and made more effort. I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. Back then, there was also chat rooms. There was chat rooms. Before you all had, uh, what do you call the thing? You swipe left, swipe right, what is it? <laughs> Tinder. Before the Tinder, there was fucking chat rooms. And you can go in chat rooms and find the chat room nearest you, 
and find some honeys and connect. So my whole thing was, I'm gonna send out 250 emails and that gives me permission to dive into the chat rooms and literally go balls deep, right? Like, who can I find tonight to bang? I'm now married, but I wasn't then. I was making the effort in the wrong areas. And while this is tongue in cheek and we're laughing about it, and I'm showing you all my battle scars, I can tell you this. If I made that kind of effort to find honeys, if I made that effort in business, in impact, in income, I would have been successful much sooner. And let me tell you what success gets you. And let me tell you what success looks like. And I put up a post on Instagram today, but I'm gonna go much deeper into these four things. Success is real simple. I ask people, hey, how do you define success? Like, oh, you know, uh, freedom to travel, uh, get whatever I want, not have a boss, okay, great. And when I ask them, why do you wanna travel? Why do you wanna get whatever you want? Why do you not want a boss? And you ask them why enough? Well, I don't want a boss because I don't want no one telling me what to do. Why do you not want anyone telling you what to do? Uh, because I want the freedom. Why do you want freedom? Because I want to travel. Why do you want to travel? You ask why enough, and it's because it makes me happy. Success is happiness. That's it. That's it. I donate, I donate to Shriners Children's Hospital, Compassion International. I've got 57 kids adopted through Compassion International. And I've got uh, Toys for Tots, quarter million dollars every year donated to Toys for Tots, right? The Marine Corps Toys for Tots. You know why? Because I was a fucking kid when I came to this country. And very bad, bad, bad things happened to me as a kid. Very fucking bad things. And I never want kids to suffer like I did. That's why I've got three charities that I've adopted. All child related. I wouldn't be able to do that with my good looks. It's my money that fucking moves the needle. Right? I did lose my train of thought, though. What were we talking about? The four things. Thank you. But as I donate to these causes and charities, you know why? Because it makes me happy. I can peel the onion enough and get to because it makes me happy. Sure, I'm going to say, you know, because I think it's the right thing to do. Why? Because I think we should all help children. Why? You say why enough, and it's the most selfish reason of all, because it makes me happy. That's success. Success is happiness. So what does it break down into? Four things. Number one, money. And number one is money. Some other fucker on Instagram was like, well, you know, if you just help more people and have more meaning, and you have your health, because health is one of them. Money's a byproduct. No, it's not. No, it's not. I can't help more people and then expect money to show up. I must make money so I can help more people. Do you understand that? Money's a fucking amplifier. Money's a supercharger. Money's the fucking turbos on that car that makes everything go faster. I can get my arms around more people to help you, support you, drive you to your fucking destination if I have money. Sure, I can scrounge up pennies from the fucking couch to adopt one kid through Compassion International. But if you want to adopt 57 kids or 5,700 kids, which is my goal, it's actually 6,000. I need more fucking money. I'm going to tell you guys all this right now. As you take more risks, take the biggest risks on making money. Chasing tail is fucking secondary. And I wish someone would have told me that. And you're likely chasing tail because of some level of insecurity. Because in that moment, you get a fucking dopamine kick when a chick is... Right? 
there or there or there. You know what I'm talking about. The dopamine hit is good, but then you fucking tell her to leave. Point of this is, the point of this is, money is a vehicle to freedom. I had to bring it around some way to a lesson. But truly, so, so all, all, this, all this said, money is so important if you want to change your life, if you want to make an impact. You can't just go around and saying someday. Write this down. I will never say someday. This was another one of my fucking scars. I was the guy that someday I'll get a coach. Someday I'll get a mentor. Someday I'll be rich. Someday I'll have a fucking Ferrari. Someday I'll have a Rolls Royce. When is someday? It's just this obscure fucking time in the future. Someday typically never comes for most people. Instead, you set a deadline. And then whatever that deadline is, because the human mind always wants to play it safe, you set a deadline and you cut that deadline in half. Write that down. I will set deadlines and I will always cut my deadlines in half. That's all I ever do now. Now we're about to launch a big thing for Fit Body Bootcamp here. And my staff's like, all right, we could do it in six months. Because I always ask them, I, I bait them, like, hey, so when can we launch this whole influencer marketing thing with, with Fit Body Bootcamp? Okay, all right, we'll find someone who's good at finding influencers and corralling them, and we'll have a thousand influencers, all women who cater to other women who have big followings, and they'll promote Fit Body Bootcamp. Great, love it. When are we doing it? In about six to seven months, we'll get going. Good, you have three months, go. Because you know what happens? We spend three months dragging our feet until we get close to the deadline. Isn't that true? You did that with your fucking homework, you did that with cleaning your fucking room. Even getting ready to come here. Fuck around, fuck around, fuck around on Instagram. All right, go. Schlack the hair, put on the suit. Here you are, right? That's a badass suit you're wearing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, you're going to cut your deadlines in half. Number one. Focus on the money and not the tail. Focus on the money and not the tail. Because the money takes us to step number two. The second thing in success and happiness, meaning, let me tell you, we are all put on this planet. Now, I don't care if you believe in God, Allah, Buddha, or just universal powers, whatever, but we are all put on this planet. I believe this to make an impact, to make an impact. Most people never do because they're pussies. They've been neutered. They chose to stay a crop duster because they never accidentally discovered Jason Capital like you did. You've discovered the path, but you have to walk it. Walk faster, sprint down that path, take more risks. It's dark, but you know it's the right path anyway. Go do it. But meaning is so important. You have to have impact, contribution. I'm telling you, here's what happens. Humans are like German Shepherd dogs. I've got a beautiful dog. Her name is Cookie. She's 90 pounds of love. She's part Mastiff, part German Shepherd. And Cookie... Because she's a German shepherd, she likes to shepherd things. So she shepherds my kids. My kids are on the pool. She just follows them to this side of the pool and then follows them on that side of the pool. And when my kids are in the middle of the pool, she just watches. Don't drown kids. Don't drown kids. But if you drown, I'll go get the dude. Right? Because <laughs> she's afraid of the water. But every morning I get up and I play catch with Cookie. It's part of my morning routine. I wake up. I have my protein shake, my water, my coffee. I look at the list of the three, four things I'm going to dominate that morning because I never wake up unprepared. And I make that list the night before, and you're going to do that too. 
Let's write that down. Make your domination list. The night before, wake up and dominate your list. And once Cookie and I have played catch 10 times, I sit down with my MacBook and I start GSDing. I get shit done. You got a lot of great ideas in those beautiful heads of yours. And because, who wants to be an entrepreneur in here? Who wants to like write their own fucking check? Most of you, almost all of you, holy shit. Guess what? Entrepreneurs are very much, we are like artists. Ideas just come. I could just imagine some artist, like they'll just be driving a car and then like, oh, this melody comes to their head and they pull out their fucking guitar and start playing the melody and they start, the lyrics come and before you know it, it's a fucking number one hit. Entrepreneurs, like artists, we get ideas on how to make things better, on how to launch a new service. The amateur entrepreneur starts one project, then another, then the next, and then another, never finishes. Write this down, we only get paid for done. Boom, right? You only get paid for done. So the professional entrepreneur swats the fucking idea fairy away every time the idea fairy comes to you, and you take that one fucking idea and you go all in until it's done because you only get paid for done. And when you make that money, you're gonna want meaning, just like my dog Cookie, just like us. Humans need a purpose. If Cookie, if I go out of town for a few days and my wife and kids don't play with Cookie, I can come back and I can tell you that they didn't play with Cookie, they didn't play catch, because if she doesn't go fetch and catch a ball and bring it, she feels like she's not living her purpose, she's depressed. German shepherds fall into depression. This is just a habitual thing about them. If they don't, they don't feel like they have a meaning, I'm supposed to shepherd something or go catch a ball. Humans are the same way. This is why, guys and gals, this is why prescription pills and medication for mood enhancing are four times higher prescribed today than they were just two years ago. 400% more prescriptions are giving for mood enhancing pills because people are swiping on social media, consuming content that other people put there. And I'm not talking about great content like Jason and I put out. I'm talking about a friend of yours or a former friend or boyfriend, girlfriend. They're having the best time of their life. And you feel like, oh, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And you fall into a depression and a funk. Go out there and contribute. Make money. Move the fucking money needle so you can have meaning. When you have meaning, you have significance. When you have significance, you're making an impact. When you're making an impact, you're fucking leaving a legacy. And at the end of the day, I wanna leave my fucking footprint on this planet before I leave. Do you understand that? You gotta leave your fucking footprint on this planet. So any motherfucker that gets in your fucking way and tells you that What's it all for? When's enough enough? I've had people tell me that. They will tell you this, and I want you to remember this. When you're making money and you're fucking ha not hanging out with friends, be willing to take the risk of not hanging out with your friends. You will know who your best friends are a decade from now when you reconnect with them and they answer the phone call and hang out with you. I fucking stopped hanging out with all my friends, 10, 12 guys. About six years ago, I reached out to all of them. Only one dude, Chanta, and Jason's met him. We picked off right where we left off. That's what a real fucking friend does. They let you build your fucking empire because they know this man's on a mission. They don't fucking guilt you. They don't go, bro, when's enough enough? They just go, I know you're on a fucking mission. Go. 
come back and get me when you're fucking ready. And me and my dude Chanta, we go surfing every Monday now. We have a great time together. I brought him to events just like this. And you know, he's not an entrepreneur. He's happy with his life. He's making an impact with the school that he's working in. That's great. But he knows that I was destined for more because I told him that. I told all my friends that. But all the rest were, when's enough enough, bro? Start making me feel, and I feel guilty. It's like, okay, so let me go hang out with them. That's called time theft. I would steal time from my fucking future purpose to spend it with guys who didn't get what my fucking mission in life is. To help people. That's it. I'm still a coach. I'm still a trainer. The difference is I train one on many now. One on millions instead of one on one. But Chanta got that. So I want to tell you this. Don't be fucking apologetic about making money. When people tell you one's enough enough, you say fucking never. There's never enough vacations. There's never enough experiences. There's never enough fucking five-star restaurants. There's never enough fucking children I'm going to help or fucking homes I'm going to build. Lives I'm going to change. Churches I'm going to fucking donate to. There's never enough. I know that I will run out of time before I run out of fucking runway. That's why I'm fucking taking more risks than ever before. And I want you to do that. And when you have all that fucking money, you apply it towards meaning. And I'll tell you why these motherfuckers want to make you feel apologetic about making money. It's a fucking mirror. It's a reflection of their lazy, declawed, defanged, neutered selves. Do you understand that? It's a reflection. Every time you do well, they realize what they could be doing, but they don't want to go ching, 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 and bring their fucking claws out. They don't want to hunt. Their dogs don't hunt anymore. Because if you stay a crop duster for too long, let me tell you what happens. It solidifies like concrete. It's like fucking concrete. You're stuck in it. Most of you in your 20s and 30s, you're still fucking pliable. Go. If you're in your 40s and 50s and beyond, you got to fucking break through the concrete. It's not impossible, but you're going to work harder. And I wish someone would have told me these things. So we got money, we got meaning. That's number one and two. Number three is your fucking health. It's your fucking health, fellas. Those of you that are young right now, like, my health, I'm good. But I look around and I see young dudes a few pounds overweight. I see young dudes sitting with fucking poor posture. And I also might see young dudes saying, but I ain't got time. I don't know how. Google it. And you don't have time, you're full of shit. You make time for things that matter. I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I fucking flew last night. Now I'm here. From here, I go and celebrate my dad's birthday with my family. From there, I go to San Diego so I can speak at an event tomorrow. Guess what? I already got my workout in this morning at 6 a.m., even though I flew in last night. You fucking make time for your health because if I'm not the fighter jet, you know what? A fighter jet, unlike a crop duster, has to be maintained on that aircraft carrier. Has to be maintained because it goes fucking supersonic speed. It drops fucking bombs and it is fucking having laser guided missiles shot at it. You wanna know what the entrepreneurial landscape looks like? It's a fucking battle. Every morning I wake up with the mindset that there's 10 motherfuckers sitting in a basement somewhere with the marker board 10 times the size that says, how do I crush Fit Body Bootcamp? Do you understand that? I'm at fucking war. I'm at war. I'm bringing fucking 15 years of controlled rage to my fucking industry. And if I'm not in my fucking best shape right now, I'm not going to be able to go to battle. I've got fucking abs right now. 
How many of you who are fucking a decade younger than me can say that? Good. Good. All 12 of you. 13. Thank you. 14, 15, 16. All right, fucking knock it off. So I want you to work on your health. Seriously, get your fucking seven hours of sleep. Cut out the fucking bullshit. Time on the screens. You should be a creator. I'm not saying don't spend time on the screens. I was on the screens this morning, but I sent out an email broadcast. I created content. I put up an Instagram video. I created content. I did a fucking Instagram story standing there while you guys were fucking barking. Excited, right? I create content. I don't fucking consume it. My way of consuming content is I'll go through and I'll go heart, 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 heart for the 10 or 20 people that I fucking like and follow. And then I spent the next fucking 20 minutes creating content. Let me tell you, the content creators are the fucking innovators and money makers, not the consumers. Don't go consuming content. So take time from the screens. Take time from chase and tail. Take time from fucking television. Steal time from all those areas and dedicate it to your fucking personal growth emotional growth, physical growth, right? Eat right. You think I didn't have opportunities to party last night after that fucking event? Hey, you coming to the cocktail party? I want to buy you a drink. No, because I would show up here fuzzy headed. Already I was going to be jet lagged. I'm not going to show up fuzzy headed. I got to serve you. Do you understand that? And that's the other thing. Write this down. I have an obligation to serve most of you think that, hey, you know what? I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to do good things in the world. I'm going to help people. What you don't look at it is as a fucking obligation. I have an obligation to my man, Jason Capital. I have an obligation to fucking hundreds of you in here to serve you, to fucking leave a message that you will take action on. The most injustice thing you can do is to not take action on the fucking scars that I'm leaving on the floor here for you because I never want you to have these fucking battle scars that I did, right? So your health is super important, man. Get this, uh, no, don't be the guy who goes, well, B said I gotta get 12 hours of sleep. No, I didn't say 12 hours, seven. Sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time. Your fucking circadian rhythm needs that. Don't make me pull out my fucking personal trainer card and start talking science on you, because I will. But I'm telling you right now, like, don't go, hey, well, I slept at midnight, woke up at 7, that's 7 hours, and the next day I slept at 10 and woke up at 5. I get it, that's 7 hours, but to your brain, it's like, hey, it was a two-hour difference, and when you went to sleep, when you woke up, you fucked it all up. Be a pro. Learn to say no. Hey, bro, you want to go party? No, I got to get my fucking sleep. That's lame. Fuck you. Watch what I do in a decade. <laughs> right? So health is number three, and number four is relationships. And this is a thing that I constantly fear that might fall on deaf ears because I've got a young audience in front of me. But I'm telling you, if you look at me as a fucking brother, it's just an older brother who's mentoring you and who wants the fucking best for you, I'm telling you right now, if I could go back, I would cut 90% of the people out of my life who I thought were my fucking friends, and I'd keep the fucking core two or three. That's it because you need relationships. That's number four. Relationships are number four because without relationships, all the meaning in the world, who do you enjoy that with? All the money in the world? 
How many experiences are you going to have on your own? Experiences are meant to be shared, man. I love when my kids fucking fly first class and virgin land. It's not even first class. They call it upper class. They actually have fucking regular class, whatever the fuck that's called. Then they've got, they've got the business class. Then they got first class. Then they got upper class where you fucking have your own pod, right? My kids travel in that. And I go, do you see why we're traveling in this? Daddy, make sure that you don't sit back there because the more people we serve, the more money we make. Okay, dad, got it. Like I ran an event like this called Fitness Business Summit last month, a month and a half ago. Somebody up here was talking about it. My daughter makes slime. She's fucking 10 years old. She makes slime. A little bit of fucking Elmer's glue, a little bit of contact solution, fucking baking soda. I don't know what the fuck she does. Looks like she's making a bomb. Adds a little glitter to it. Before you know it, she's had like 60 Ziploc bags full of slime, right? She goes, Dad, I want to sell this at Fitness Business Summit. I didn't ask her to. Why, Chloe? So I can help you donate more money to Shriners. That's the fucking experience I want you to have. My fucking gorilla heart melted. I just, I was gonna cry in front of her, dude. She made 600 fucking dollars over a three day event. $600. Thank you. I will tell you, I will tell you why that's significant. See on day one, when my staff was helping Chloe set up the little, her little slime stand and everything, and she's writing on the marker board, you know, all proceeds, she spelled it wrong, but God bless her, donated to Shriners. You know, there's, the hotel has security to make sure everyone's got their badges and shit before they can walk in. And the security lady goes, is this your daughter? I go, yeah. She goes, I told her we need to set a big goal. We're going to sell $100 over the three-day weekend. You see what I mean about defanging, declawing? A hundred fucking dollars? As soon as the security lady walked away, I go, Chloe, what are you going to do? $400, daddy. And she did six. Set fucking bigger goals. My daughter at 10 years old knows how to take bigger risks. <laughs> Fellas, I'm telling you, the relationships are important, man. Got to have a woman who's got your back. I saw all those hands go up. I want to be an entrepreneur. Well, guess what? You want to talk about the strongest relationship you can have? You and your woman. I'll tell you why. If she feels like your business is the other woman, you're fucked. And that happened to me. In 2010, 11, and 12, my wife felt like my business was the other woman because I, I wouldn't share anything with her because this is my business. I got her involved. I got her involved, and the more she's involved, the more she understands that where I'm going with this mission, where this rage is headed to. I bought a fucking building a year and a half ago to be our corporate office. The day the escrow closed, I realized that's not the building I wanted. Guess what? I took a risk. I bought a commercial building, wrong building. That's okay. 11 days later, the right building came up for sale. Bigger building, better part of town. I didn't have the money, I took another risk. See, these days I just take the biggest fucking risks. I emptied out every fucking account we had. I told my wife, we're about to be the richest poor people on the block. <laughs> she goes, okay, hun, I trust you. Even though we made a mistake, and we call it the million dollar mistake, and Johnny Primo's right back there with the camera, our million dollar mistake now, is my own private gym and garage. I turned that first building that was gonna be my corporate office into a gym where me and Johnny and 40 of our team members go work out, right? 
So I would have never created a private gym. I would have never created a garage for my fucking cars left to me, but I turned a fucking chicken shit situation into a chicken salad situation, <laughs> right? I took a risk, I bought a building, it was the wrong building, I took the risk, bought another building after emptying out all the bank accounts, and for 13 months we were fucking broke. Like if something went wrong in our, in our household, we wouldn't be able to fix it. Because you, you don't just go buy a million dollar building and then go buy a three and a half million dollar building 11 days later. You don't fucking do that. While you're trying to grow this fucking fastest growing franchise on the planet. Think about all the money we're reinvesting in our franchise, right? But I knew I had to take the risk to get to where I am. 13 months later, I have twice the amount of money in the bank accounts, more rental properties that I bought now. And had I not taken the risk, the bigger risks, I wouldn't be there. And so what I want to share with you here is the relationships. To have friends who got your back, to have a woman who's got your back, to have kids that you want to have these experiences with. I'm telling you, it's fucking life-changing. Your relationships are important because I know way too many people who are rich and contribute, but either lack their health or relationships and they're depressed. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Don't be that guy as you grow up and become an entrepreneur. You build your empire. You build your wealth. Don't neglect your health and your fucking relationships. The meaningful relationships. Right? It's so fucking heartwarming to be able to sit there and write 57 letters to those kids. My wife's writing. I'm writing. My two kids are writing the letters because every month they write us letters and we have to write them back. Because we don't have to write them back. But I raise my kids to write them back. Right? Be a fucking decent human being. Write them back. So I love that experience. And it's at the table when we're sitting there. Imagine if your parents did that to you. Hey, little fucking Johnny, write back to these 12 kids that we've adopted. And as you're writing back, sitting at the kitchen table, dad starts talking. Or you, you feel safe enough to ask a question to mom and dad because it's a, it's a time of peace and quiet and reflection. That's what relationships are for, man. To be able to enjoy the meaning and the money that you've created. And so I wanted to take the stage today, this morning, specifically, to tell you those things that I want you to take more risks and I want you to put in more effort in those four areas, in making money, in having significance and meaning, put effort in your health and in your relationships. And if you think you're taking big risks, you're not taking big enough risks. Keep taking more risks. I promise you, we got you. The fucking team's got you. You agree, yes? Yes! Love you guys, thank you. Oh. Let's make a story, let's make a story. <laughs> guys thank you hey are there any questions I could help answer I got a few minutes if you have any questions I'm more than willing to answer yes sir oh get the mic I always love your story about when you talk about the immigrant edge the immigrant I love edge. hearing that if you can elaborate a little bit on that yes yeah so as I told you guys I'm an immigrant I was six years old when we escaped communist Russia and came to this country. 
And my father risked his life to for us to fucking escape. And when we came here, we were eating out of dumpsters. We lived in the slums real close to here, about four miles from here, is Santa Ana. And there's parts of Santa Ana till this day are fucking, it's the armpit of the world. Let me tell you, there's streets you go on and it's the fucking armpit of the world. And when you're a foreigner to this country, the black gangs don't like you, the Mexican gangs don't like you. And I don't know why they don't like me. I'm just a fucking foreigner trying to get by, right? That's what we fucking had to deal with. And so when we lived in the slums and I got fucking lice, because as a kid you live in the Section 8 housing, you get fucking lice. There's fucking bugs, cockroaches crawling all over you. My mom couldn't afford to fucking buy lice treatment from the drugstore. She had my dad siphon out gasoline from the car, made me double over in the grassy area of the apartment, wash my hair with gasoline. And you're thinking, well, fuck, what a fucked up life. And I'm so grateful for that because the immigrant edge is this, that adversity builds fucking toughness, mental toughness, emotional toughness, entrepreneurial toughness. I'm glad I went through that adversity. And I saw my parents, when they didn't have the resources to feed us, we found a dumpster behind the grocery store to get food out of that was expired but not rotten. When they didn't have the resources to buy the fucking lice treatment, they got resourceful and they fucking siphoned gasoline and washed my hair. That's the immigrant edge. The economy crashed in 2008. In 2009, I'm like, fuck it, I'm starting an international franchise. You know why? Because I love fucking adversity. I was fucking made for the winter. Anyone can fucking thrive in spring and summer. But the economy's gonna fucking crash again, fellas. And when it does, all the fucking pussies out there, all the declaw, defang fucking lambs and fighter, or whatever the fuck they are, crop dusters, they're gonna contract. They're gonna stop marketing, stop growing, go get a job. I want you to fucking expand like I did. I went all in on the franchise. I knew money didn't go away. I just knew money exchanged hands when the economy crashed. And I go, Who, who's got the fucking money now? I'm gonna sell that motherfucker my franchise, right? And that's the immigrant edge. I want you to start thinking like an immigrant. If you fucking went to a whole new country right now, didn't speak the language, didn't understand the culture, broke as a motherfucker, what primal fucking animalistic instincts would kick in? See, right now, most of you are bubble wrapped. You don't have the immigrant edge. Put yourself in that state. You go to a new country, you fucking deal with the adversities, you deal with the challenges, you eat out of dumpsters, you get told, go back to your own fucking country over and over again like I was. Get fucking beat up by the Mexicans and the black gangs. That's why I don't fucking discriminate. I've been beat up by all. <laughs> That's the immigrant edge, yes sir. So, um, so um, there's a story where you talk about it and then in, in the end, the lesson is to man up. Like, you know that story about you and your assistant? Yes. Like, can you do a quick recap? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'm writing a book called Man Up. It comes out in September. September 18th is the launch date. I don't ever ask anything from anyone. Thank you, thank you. But I'm asking you guys this. Please, go to Amazon and pre-order it. They just put the pre-order up a couple weeks ago. Go to Amazon and order pre-order Man Up. If you don't like it, I'll fucking give you 10 times your money back. I promise you it'll change your fucking life. Right? And in 2011, 12, 13, what he's talking about is a time when I had a fucking assistant who was stealing money from us, $640,000. And I knew there was something going on and I knew things were running amok in my little office. I knew our franchise was failing and I couldn't fix it and I didn't know why. I was fighting with my wife. I was fighting with my business partner at the time. And I started to bury my head and to, to avoid the bad conversation. See, I was fucking soft, I was a pussy. 
And then one day things got so bad, because we all have a breaking point, don't, don't we? we just, that, that, you know, they say when you hit rock bottom, the alcoholic hits rock bottom, that's it, I'm going to AA, I'm going to fix my life. The drug addict, we all have a breaking point. I hit the breaking point. One day I hit the breaking point so bad I thought I was having a heart attack. It was my first of many anxiety attacks. And I said five words to myself. It's time to man up. And I kept saying that as I was driving to the office to tell my business partner, we need to part ways. You take Fit Body Boot Camp or I'll take Fit Body Boot Camp, but we need to fucking part ways. And I was so fucking scared to say that. I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want to fucking deal with the confrontation. I was that guy. Guys, this is fucking 2011, 12, 13. This isn't that long ago, right? This isn't that fucking long ago. I said, it's time to man up. Then once I did that and I got Fit Body Boot Camp, I bought it from him with money I didn't have, my first of many big risks. It's like, all right, I gotta deal with this fucking chick who's stealing money from us. We're gonna do the audit, we're gonna find it, and I'm gonna fire her. It's time to man up. But again, I don't like confrontation. I didn't wanna let people down. I don't want you to think bad of me. So one, it's time to man up at a time, I parted ways with toxic people in my life. I got back in shape. I rebuilt my relationship with my wife and kids. And I wrote the book Man Up because in the end, man up simply means one thing. And for the women out there, it's just human up. If you're wondering where does man up come from? Human. See, as humans, we're the top of the food chain, right? We're the top of the food chain. Yet we fucking treat ourselves like animals. We let people walk all over us. We fucking don't make our beds. We fucking, our bodies are out of shape. Look inside most of your people, fucking your guys' cars, if I see fucking hamburger wrappers and fucking empty soda cans, I want to fucking choke slam you. <laughs> You're top of the fucking food chain. You're not an animal where you just fucking eat and leave the fucking wrapper there. Clean up after yourself. It's time to human up. And that's what I did. I was like, I'm a fucking human. I'm top of the food chain. I need to fucking man up. And man up simply means this, and write this down. When I man up, I stop making excuses. And it's in the book, and when you pre-order the book, you'll see. Now, in the book, I say, stop being a pussy. Let's just be honest here. Stop being a pussy. Stop making excuses. Take control of the situation. And rise to your potential. That's what man up means. And I want you to say those five words and then pull the fucking trigger on anything you need to in your life to better it. It's time to man up. One last question. Let's get the mic to him, and then I'll hang out in the hallways to talk to the rest of you. Yes, sir. Yeah, can you please uh, <clears throat> talk to us just a little bit about your, uh, you won't become a millionaire by doing $10 an hour tasks? Absolutely. Absolutely. So who's good with click funnels? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're good with making click funnels. All right. I will open hand slap you across the mouth if you ever fuck with click funnels again. Right? And the reason is, that's a fucking 10 to $20 an hour job. You don't see Richard Branson in the cockpit of his fucking Virgin Atlantic flights, do you? Flying the goddamn thing. He hires pilots. He's the big thinker. He's the fucking visionary. He's not the implementer. He's not the integrator. I said, who wants to be an entrepreneur? And I saw 98% of hands go up. I said, who knows ClickFunnels? And then I saw hands go up. Just because you know ClickFunnels, don't go making it. I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to share this quick story with you. My very first assistant, her name was Amanda. She's not the one who stole the money. My second assistant did. My third assistant, her name is Joan. She's a fucking fighter jet, an F-22 Raptor. She's a fucking badass. 
my first assistant and Amanda. We worked out of a, a spare bedroom that I had in my house once I got married with my wife. I started offering coaching calls, right? $5,000 for a year of coaching calls. Fair enough. And I had a small email list and I was marketing to that email list. This is 2007. And so I would send out an email, hey, I'm gonna do coaching calls for a whole year with you, help you build your personal training business. All you gotta do is send an email to Amanda. Well, so people do, and then I'd get on the phone with them and I'd close them on a year of coaching for $5,000 and then I'd coach them on their business and help them make money and make, help more people. One day, my wife calls upstairs to the guest house and she goes, hey man, the fucking sprinkler sprung a leak. It's fucking shooting up like a geyser. Well, I'm a handy guy. I know the fucking click funnels. And so I rolled up my sleeves, went down there and I'm fucking fixing the pipe and I'm fucking cutting the thing and I dug the hole. Just then Amanda comes running down. Hey, motherfucker, someone's on the phone. They want to buy the coaching. They're just having some questions. Amanda, you've heard me close them thousands of times. I know you got this. Go close them. I've got mud all over me. I can't, I can't, I can't. She went upstairs and she lost the deal. I let a $20 an hour job that my fucking gardener should have done stop me from making $5,000. Do you understand that? Your zone of genius is not click funnels. It's not running Facebook ads. It's to fucking sell. Your 5% is to delegate, motivate, sell. That's all I do. I'm up here fucking motivating you. I'm selling you on an idea of fucking freedom, of entrepreneurship, of becoming your best self. I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking make a click funnels because I know how. I'm not gonna, I don't even write my fucking blogs anymore. I got two content writers who watch the videos that we make. They understand the way I think. They take my videos and podcasts and they fucking transcribe it and write it up into a blog post and put it up. I don't even know what the fucking password to our WordPress is. And we got four fucking WordPress blogs. The less you know and the less you do of the stupid shit, the more you'll make. Y'all understand that? I love you. Thank you. I'll see you guys out there. <laughs>